Today's chat, I've got what I call one of the best humans in the world on, Kieran Douglas, mate. How are you going? Good, mate. Yourself? Good to see you got the same haircut these days. Yeah, I know. Let's chat about resilience. Let's. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Burn the fat and feed the muscles with this high-protein, low-carb, low-fat, best-tasting daily protein powder. Hydroxyburnlein 5 proteins are released in a sustained chronological order, therefore maintaining their different absorption rates, fast and slow, ensuring constant muscle fuel so you stay fit, happy and healthy. This synergistic blend also includes 17 vitamins and minerals, added carnitine, and a proprietary blend of digestive enzymes, Digizyme, and Arafti prebiotic to aid digestive health. Welcome to the house of fit, happy, and healthy body science. Today, I have Kieran Douglas with me. Kieran is what I throw out to people as one of the best humans on this earth. He has done more for people than you can, I don't know, mate. I don't know how to say it. I need you to jump in because I might tear up in a second. But you are an individual that has done so much through your sporting ties and what you've done with kids and for other people that, you know, a lot of us in life struggle with the black dog or whatever you want to call it, like being chased, whatever it is, anxiety and because we don't do enough for others and and you you've had a full complete circle on that your life like and you've given me your life story before in some moments we've had together and I don't know where you want to go with that today but you've had you've had a life that most people would go holy shit why is this guy doing so much for other people yeah I like everything that I've been through I guess has led me to really want to help other kids yeah most of what I've done is you know been through running and raising money and we'll touch on that soon because you've raised some serious money and you've done some stupid things to raise money <laughs> you yeah. have done some things like what did you run backwards for 70 oh, my aim was 100k but i ended up running 76 kilometers backwards last year for the channel on telethon you was and um i, I know only 76 i know I was, I was just trying to i was trying to push out 100k in 12 hours and i only got to uh yeah 76 but it, like 15k's into the run i done my, my calf muscle and then i broke my little toe and then um you just kept powering on yeah just kept powering on i had, I had one of the kids beside me max shearer he you know incurable brain tumor <laughs> And he's just pushed me along going, come on, keep going, keep going. And like, I was never going to let him down. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, great support. And, yeah, you just push her and you get on with it. You know, it's funny, you know, like when I'm when I'm into like a like a long run, like a good challenge you can run, like you'll hit the, you know, 50K or the 100K mark. And like a lot of people, a lot of runners will go to like a, a dark place, you know, just trying to, you know, push themselves to keep pushing, keep pushing. I guess to me, when I hit uh, when I hit that place, I uh, I go to I wouldn't say you know a dark place, but it takes me back to my childhood. You've already been to a dark place, though, haven't you? Like you know what a dark place is. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. You know, and when I go to that place, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself, Fuck, come on, you've 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 gone through bigger things than this. Just keep move your ass and keep going. You know. So yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I'm preach all the time on on social media about you know people stepping outside their comfort zones and. Uh, and people ask me all the time, you know, how, how do you do these long runs and, you know, how do you do it? If I'm at a party or, a, you know, a social gathering, I'm not going to go deep into why I do it. I just cut it short and go, oh, you know, it's just something I love to do, you know. I'll, you know, I love running. Just, you know, you just, just got to do it without explaining why I do it. Why do you do it? Mate. Don't need to get coffee and some Ugg boots and we put the fire on and we just <laughs> sit back and start. You know, my, uh, from the work, I always say that I've always been out of my comfort zone, like, 
from day dot, you know, for as long as I can remember. My mum suffered from a lot of mental health issues. And so that would cause a lot of tension between her and my father. And many times they would, you know, I can remember police being at the door or, you know, if it wasn't police, it was an ambulance or, or maybe it was both, you know. There was no real understanding <clears throat> back, back then either. Was yeah, there? yeah, none at all. And I, I guess I suppose I had to grow up really quick. Like I'd go to school and, you know, having dealt with, you know, maybe the police being at the door the night before and I would go to school and, you know, it'd just be weird, you know. I guess things didn't really... I didn't really click on to things until one morning we're getting ready for school and my dad had gone to work and and we had a knock at the door and my mum had come running into the room. We had whispered, oh, there's someone here, someone here, someone's trying to kill me. I was like, you know, I'm a little kid, you know, and I have a little sister, that's, you know, a couple of years younger than I am. You know, hide under your bed, get under your bed, don't move, you know, someone's out to get me, rah, rah, rah. Shit. So for me to hear that as, you know, being a little kid, Fuck, someone's trying to kill my mum, you know, what's going to happen? I'm, I'm freaking out. And so the knocking had stopped and maybe within that hour we had packed all our bags up and we had literally walked on a major road um, walking to my grandmother's house. And then when we got there, my dad was there and, you know, and that, that's when I knew sort of something was, something was wrong, particularly more, you know, I thought something was wrong with mum. You know, not long after that, mum and dad divorced, uh, which is a strange one because... The courts actually awarded the custody of myself and my sister to my mum. So we never saw dad, you know, for, for a long time after that, which is hard for me. You know, I, you know, I love dad and dad's like my best mate now. Yeah. But, um, and I guess things got worse for me. Mum, you know, my life turned upside down. Mum ended up, she got a new boyfriend, alcoholic, you know, loved to smoke drugs and um, he was a thief. And um, so that wasn't really a good you know, combination for mum and, and how, what mum was going through. How old are you now? I'm 34. Oh, sorry, when this is happening? Um, let's see. So, uh, say 90, 94. So, what, I would have been on eight? Would have eight, been about Okay, eight. so you're a little kid. Yeah, I was little, yeah. I yeah. must have been around that age anyway. I was only a kid. So, so when she got, you know, with Len, you know, he started making us do stupid shit, you know, like he would go down the shop. Uh, it wasn't to buy anything. It was, you know, him going, you know, Put that in your pocket, you know. There's still this, or you know, still this, still, still some, you know, you can have them. So I'd be grabbing a handful of lollies and I'd be putting them in my pocket and then walking out of the shop, you know. And then it wasn't that long after it went from stealing lollies to breaking into my father's house and um, and going through the uh, the front window, unlocking the front door so they can go in and take all my father's furniture and, and all that sort of stuff. So at the time, like I knew I shouldn't have been doing it. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't have been doing it. Um, you know, it's, it's my dad. Mm. So I was scared for my life, to be honest. So I'd do stupid shit like that. And it was just, you know, I was scared. There's one incident, I guess, I knew I was going to be in for a, a nightmare of a ride. My mum and her boyfriend, uh, you know, they'd go out drinking, go to karaoke or whatever. And they left my sister and I at home. They went out, you know. And around 10.30 that night, uh, we had a knock at the door. And, um, it was, you know, it was group of you know, people and looked out the window and I, I recognised one of the guys. One of the guys had been around before so I didn't really think anything of it, you know. I opened the door and they came in and ransacked the house. Their, uh, Len had owed them, you know, drug money. Um, they went through the bedrooms, turned the house upside down and left. That was it. And, you know, to the outside world, when, when Mum and Len came home, um, you know, to everyone else, oh, you know, it's just one of those things that happened. The fucking reality was 
he grabbed me by the throat, dragged me down the hallway and threw me through a fucking wall, you know. And I, like, I'm let him in the house. Let him in the house. They took yeah. everything. So I was dealing with that and then the next day I was going to school, you know, I was trying to fucking get on with just going to school. So I wasn't even concentrating. I'd get in trouble by the teachers for not doing my schoolwork or whatever. I, the last thing I wanted to think of was, was, you know, what's two plus two or, you know, something like that. I didn't want to focus on that. And so it was real tough, you know, trying to see everyone, you know, playing at lunchtime and stuff. I just, oh, I don't know, I guess I just, you know, I tried to start drawing as best I could. I tried to stay strong. Did you have friends coming over your house and stuff or was that a no-no? Nah. No. Nah. So no integration with what was happening at school anyway? Nah. No? None. And so, you know, trying to deal with this, you know, for years, I just tried to stay strong. It was just a stay strong, you know, stay strong. Mate, what eight-year-old thinks like that? i got to stay strong. I don't know. Like, I just, it felt like up until that point I'd been through so much that I, I, don't know, I was just taken on the chin, you know, just, I went to high school. I just cop, I just put up with it for such a long time, you know. I, uh... It was hard, you know, it was hard. It was just hard to make friends, you know, do the girlfriend thing, have the girlfriend thing. I'd always I'd always be the class clown at school, you know, yeah. just to try, you know, you just you just end up becoming attention. a class clown. Yeah, or attention or just trying to show everyone, oh, I'm all right, you know. Um, and, yeah, but yeah, just missing out on those things, you know, I, I was never let out. Um, I, could, I could never go do certain things, you know. I'd always, you know, get in trouble if I did. It got to a stage there where I, I was getting in trouble. I, I got suspended from school. You know, I was fighting and um, I wasn't doing I wasn't doing schoolwork and all that sort of stuff. And mum thought that I was a problem. You know, so they they took me to a um I took me to a psychiatrist, and I was about thirteen at the time. And um, remember going to the psychiatrist and we're sitting down in a room and she's asking me all these questions and I just like I didn't say anything you know I was I was too fucking I was too scared anyway so she asked uh, my mum and uh, her boyfriend to step outside and and we got talking and you know I was, I was telling her what was happening at home you know and she then asked them to to come in and you know what she told them and I lost so much faith like I, you know I was fucking scared for my life she told them and I, I saw the look on on Len's face and I knew as soon as we left this place I was in a, I was in a lot of trouble yeah I didn't know what was going to happen but I knew I was going you know in a lot of trouble so you're 13 and you're thinking like that yeah so we left and at this stage I suppose I was I was having real bad anxiety and I was already feeling quite <laughs> you know I was feeling depressed, you know. Yeah. I was over it. We had got close to home and Mum and Len had been arguing and I had just had enough and I just I just simply just said, you know, yelled out, just shut up, just just stop, you know. And Len turned around, he started yelling at me and, you know, it's your fault. And he just started laying into me. And I I remember it like it was happened this morning, you know. Looked over at my sister. And I just had a gutful, hey. I just had enough. And I um, opened the door and launched out, rolled onto the road. Had a moving car. I hoped. <laughs> I hoped that another car was going to come clean me up. I just, I just didn't want to be in that car. I just wanted to get out. And the funny thing was, it, it felt like at the time before I jumped out, there were so many cars around. I jumped out, there was no one around, no cars or bloody anything, you know. And I just, just sat there. I was just sitting there on the road. And then that was it. And then I got back in the car and got home and got fucking flogged, absolute flogged. So that week, one of the toughest weeks of my life, 
later that week, I decided that was it. I'm done. I've, I've had enough. And I went into my room and I tried to take my life. At 13 years of age. At 13. Do you want to stop for a second, mate? You're right. No, I'm good. Yep. Failed, obviously. And um, lucky for me, we were going to go stay with Dad. And we did. We went to stay with Dad. Dad was living here in Burley. And, uh, you know, usually when, when we'd see Dad, I'd beg him not to take us home. There wasn't a lot he could do, you know. He had, you know. Court order. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't do a thing. And this time, <coughs> this time was, it was different, you know. I wanted to go home. And that was the reason I wanted to go home. And that was because we had the school cross country coming up. <laughs> and I, uh, I just wanted to do it. Were you running at that stage a lot? Yeah, I was doing, you know, I was a great little sprinter. Yeah. Always loved running. As I got into high school, though, I got a little bit fatter and decided to give long distance go because I was coming, <laughs> I'd come fourth or fifth in the sprint, so I wasn't doing any good there. But, you know, we, we never had any money, you know, never had any money. Mum, mum would always spend it on, you know, a bowl of scotch or, you know, lemons, go, you know, buy drugs or, or whatever. So so I didn't I didn't have a lot of the things all the other kids had. And at the time, I, I'd been wearing these uh, Doc Martin boots um, to school and, you know, what they're like, they're, mm-hmm. they come up to, you know, past your ankles and quite heavy steel gaps and um so i had the school cross country coming up and dad's like well look i i I can't buy them for you because your mum's gonna flip i can't give your mum the money because you know she might spend it but he did he gave us some money to buy me some you know school shoes you know running shoes whatever and um and sure enough she had she'd spent it you know on whatever so the morning of the cross country I got no running shoes or anything like that. And I was just devastated. I was so upset. I was still quite fragile from, you know, uh, from that, you know, past experience and went to school, uh, red eyes, buddy, you know, I'd spent the whole morning, buddy, crying and, you know, going all sorts, having an argument with mum. And so I remember sitting there, sitting on the side of the oval, but, you know, everyone's getting ready and they're all lining up. And there was this one kid that I really wanted to beat. He was just, just, this, I don't know. He, he was just really fast, and I just I just wanted to beat him, and uh, you know had the had the brand new Nikes on, and you know he was just I don't know I don't know if I can say his name, but anyway his name is Michael McIntyre. I'm going to say it anyway. So if he ever hears this podcast and he's going to know who it is, and he was just uh, yeah he was just a super quick kid, and he was there. I just remember seeing him like line up, and, and that was it. Gun went off. Everyone's running. Everyone's running out the gate, and I don't know something clicked, and I just went fuck it. So I just boom, got up, just started running. And we've actually, uh, we just recently filmed this um, this clip uh, a few weeks ago. So I'm excited to bring it out. But I got up, run out the gate, and I'm just running as hard as I can, just just trying to catch Michael McIntyre. And I'm just flogging it through the through the uh, through the crowd, and um, I could I could feel my heel, my heel like blistering. You know, you get a blister mm. on the heel. It's just blowing my sorest thing. I could feel blisters already. You know, trying to bloody form and. I just kept just trotting along, just trying to bloody catch him, and I never caught him. <laughs> I uh, end up coming fourth, but um, there was something about there was something about finishing that race. It was I don't want to use the word defining, but it was a defining moment for me, and I sort of felt invincible. If you know nice, what I mean? Yeah. It was a it was a strange feeling, and I just I don't know I felt like I didn't have a care in the world. You know, I as I said, I, I felt like I'd already been through so much. Bloody couple of blisters and you know running boots wasn't gonna yeah. you know stop me doing anything and I just I felt bloody fantastic and so so from there you know I end up taking you know boxing up 
not long after, not long after that, it was a, always a risk because I'd finish school, go down the boxing gym with a couple of my best mates. There's always in the back of mind, I knew I was going to get in trouble at home for being late, and um, which sometimes you know ended up you know being a bit hard when I got home. But yep. it was always worth it, you know. Because you, you truly love your boxing, don't you? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's something about it. There's something about being in a ring with somebody else and it's, you know, it's just you, you know. It's it's just, it's all you. You can't rely on anyone else and I've never needed to rely on anyone else. I've I've always just, you know, backed myself and and just tried to, you know, my best. So for years, um, well, for for a couple of years, you know, for home life was just shit. It was hard, you know, Um, and as, you know, you get older, you get invited to little parties and, you know, you, you start you know, being more attracted to the girls and, you know, yeah. I, I could never, I still could never bring home mates or, you know, I'd always be making up excuses why I couldn't go out or, um, you know, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. We, oh, I can't do this because I'm doing this. It was like, I was just going home and, and that was it. Eventually I, uh, I, I got it. I got expelled from, from Cleveland, you know, through fighting and, you know, doing some stupid stuff. And I went to this new school, Victoria Point, and, um, you know, I got a girlfriend there and, I'd, I'd come home one day and my mum, she was flipping out. She's like, I've had enough. I'm done. Because we were originally from England. Uh, all all mum's family were, were still in England and her mum and my grandmother, obviously. And she's like, I'm going back to England. We're moving, you know, we're moving soon, like a couple of weeks. All right, all right. They'd packed up all the stuff. They'd sold everything. I was like, all right, well, what, you know. What do I do? <laughs> you know, um, at the stage, I'm, I'm, I'm 15 at this stage. Oh, I don't care. Rah, 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 rah. So here I am thinking I'm going to be home. I didn't want to go live with dad. Dad was up north. I was living up the north coast and um, I had all my mates here, guys that I'd gotten real close with. Yep. Like I wasn't leaving. So, and I said I had a girlfriend at the time and um, I explained to her, um, she, she told her parents about, you know, what was all happening and they invited me over one day and they're like, well, hey, you can move in with us. Wow. And so I moved in with them and, you know, say goodbye to, you know, mum and Lena. It was good riddance. You know, it was, it was a, you know, bittersweet sort of feeling. I was, I was happy they were gone, but, you know, I was still a bit lost. And so, so my girlfriend's parents, you know, they, oh, mate, saints. I owe a lot to them. They guided me. They'd shown me love and support and backed me all the way. And they are now my in-laws. <laughs> oh, what a great story. Um, so. It's interesting, though, because you, you think of most fathers that have a daughter with a 15-year-old boyfriend. Oh. You're not saying, come and uh, live with us. You're sort of saying, I've got a bat and I'm going to use it if you... <laughs> oh, mate, no. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, and these people open their house and their life and look what it's done for you, mate. Like, yeah, so. yeah. Cheers to good people. Yeah, know. definitely. He like he set the rules. <laughs> there was rules. <laughs> uh, Which you you'd never had really, had you? You like yours was fear, no, not rules. I, yeah. I was I was I was really out of whack because I didn't know what mm. I didn't know what all that was all about. Like mm. you know, I didn't I didn't have that support. I didn't, like I didn't feel it. You know, like I mean, my dad tried to give me it as much as he could, and um, but you know, it was just for an, an everyday you know sort of thing you know these people were giving me you know all their love and all their attention and you know trying to get me you know you know encourage me to do things and you know making sure i'm doing my schoolwork and i'm not failing and so you're back at school now or you you finished no so i was still i was still in school yeah yep. so I was, I was 15 so yeah finished school 
it was really cool, you know. I had been dealing with a lot at the new school and, you know, by the end of it, year 12, you know, mates of all the teachers and, you know, a lot of teachers sort of knew Got what to was be going yourself. on. Yeah, yeah, and it's been good, you know. I've, I've been back to uh, Vicky Point and, you know, shared my story there and some of the teachers were just like, what? We had no idea. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't, you know. But, yeah, so, you know, so when people ask me about about running and how do I do it, it's like, you know, this is this is why, you know, I've, I've, I've been through so much. This is just, you know, I, you know, a run's just, uh, you know. You have the biggest smile on your face right now talking about running. <laughs> I love running, hey. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah, like it's a, it's a big part of me. Yeah. Big part of who I am. Um, you know, people love running, you know. I, I think it saved me, to be honest. You live running. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that I talk about that defining moment, you know, when I was 13, although that was only like a, you know, <laughs> few K. Um, you know, I'm running, you know, big distances now. Let's you know, tell I, some of the people some of the distances you are running, some of the things you're doing. Anywhere from, you know, my biggest run to date is about 320 kilometres. And that was my biggest run to date was last year. So I got this September uh, the... Uh, Wild Earth Ultra Trail Gold Coast, which is 500 kilometres. Uh, it's a single stage race, so no stopping. Uh, well, I mean, you can stop, but I wouldn't recommend it. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to 500 kilometres, not 500 kilometres, and you're not in a rang state forest as long. Yeah. It's brutal. I, I found that out last week. <laughs> hey, what happened, Greg? Amazing <laughs> well, about me, but let's just say I'm not a good mountain biker. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely going to be a big. Big challenge. So where do the challenges happen in a 500-kilometre race? Like obviously you've boxed for a long time, so you've you've punished your upper body and you've run forever. So I'm assuming the lower part of your body hurts too. Yeah, well, it's been different for me because I've, I had come from boxing mm-hmm. and I had been doing it since I was, you know, 13. And you, you end up building like a frame, like a, just a real, I guess, I don't know, square frame. Mm-hmm. You're real up here and you're holding yep. your arms and stuff. And so the transition into running was – you know, I was, I was still like running up here and uh, it was real awkward. And a lot of people tell me, no, oh, you don't look like a, you know, you don't look like an ultra distance marathon runner or anything like that. I've been trying to break the frame for such a long time. But so it has been, I've noticed like in a run, in a long run, um, maybe, I know, the, even, even at 25, 30 kilometer mark, I start to get that that frame back you know like <laughs> what it you know best <laughs> yeah yeah and um but yeah you're right it, it, it you know can hurt your back and all sorts but yeah i've learned a lot over the last couple of years and you know really tried to break the frame but yeah no it's been been because uh, because your first venture into long distance running is a good story isn't it <laughs> it actually is yeah so i'm going to take you back to my introduction to to long long distance i had seen on facebook that this this production company um was trying to launch called juice tv which is based at the uh, queensland children's hospital in brisbane and they were this is something you're very close to too isn't oh it? yeah you know yep. it's, it, again it comes back to mental health and the mental health of you know sick kids and yep. so i'd seen this on facebook they were looking for fundraising and and i just i saw it and i was like oh my god this is amazing you know it's an in-house tv show for the kids they get to host their own tv show i just wanted to be so through the hospital these, the are, hospital, these are yeah. kids that are spending a fair bit of time in hospital yeah and yeah. you know especially important for those that are going through cancer and you know taking their mind you know it's taking them you know from what they're dealing with and letting them be kids you know and there's nothing more bloody beautiful than that very hard for a hospital to do i assume yeah yeah Yeah. definitely yeah so i was i I sent uh pip russell who's the um the brain who's brainchild it is i was like hey 
I don't know how I can help, but I really want to help and, and get involved. And she's like, well, you know, if you have any ideas, let's, you know, it's made up. And, and I had no ideas. I just, I just wanted to reach out and just tell her what an amazing idea this is. And so I'm, a, I'm asleep and it must have been about two o'clock in the morning. I was like, that's it. I'm going to run. And I woke up my wife. I woke up Mel and <clears throat> I'm like shaking. I was like, hey, I, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to run. And she goes, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna run from the Gold Coast to the Sunshine Coast. And she's like, oh, that's that's great. Yeah. Go, go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and so the next morning, I had got up at six thirty, and uh, my daughter was up at then. Mel had a bit of a sleep in, and said to Sierra, "Tell Mum I'll be back soon. I'm just going for a run." And um, I didn't take my phone, didn't take any water, didn't take any food. You know, didn't uh, nothing like planning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think around this stage, this is when I got involved. You know, I, I first contacted you and, mm-hmm. and Nath. To, and um, so I went for a run, and you know, I got to Cleveland, which is about you know fifteen k's away. And I stopped in the boxing gym there, and I was said, "Get out of Phil." And he's like, "Oh, what do you do?" I was like, oh, "I'm just going for a run. You know, just you know, see if I can get some k's on the legs." So I, did, I kept running, kept going, kept going. Before I know it, I was thirty odd k's into a run. Right, I was cooked. I was having <laughs> no never, phone, no food, no, no water, no food, <laughs> burnt, like burnt. So this was summer. Yeah, I was, I was absolutely cooked. You know, I'd probably never run more than ten k before. So anyway, I'd got just about into the city, and I was like, oh shit, I need to stop here and have a stretch, and you know, I need to pull myself together and <laughs> get back home. By this time, it's like bloody, I don't know, midday or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> And I was stressing out because I don't have my phone. Mel would just be freaking out. And so I, I started running home. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll stop at the shops. I'll ask someone if I can borrow their phone. And so I'm calling Mel off some stranger's phone. And um, this guy's just looking at me going, you know, I'm sweating. I've got, I've, got, I've got my shirt around my head. I'm, I look like an absolute gangster. And she's not picking up. And I was like, oh, God, sorry, mate. Here you go. Got to the next, you know, got to the servo. Uh, got to the servo in Wyndham. And I was like, mate, can I borrow your phone? And he's like, give me like a second look. And I was like, I'll, I'll be really quick. I won't run off. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm ringing up. Wouldn't answer a phone. I was like, I just got to run home. I just, you know. By the time I was gone for 12 hours. No way. Yeah, 12, 13 hours I was gone for. And I was burnt. I was so burnt. My, my legs had seized up. Like I just, I had no food. I was, um, I was so dehydrated. I was pinching um, oranges off some guy's tree just trying to bloody eat them and I was going to people's taps at their houses from <laughs> water oh, wow <laughs> so I got home and um Mel had sent out like a search party for me she was just about to call the police and she'd phone my boxing coach Phil and Phil was out driving around looking for me and she's like where have you been Sierra said you were just going for a little run and I was like yeah I did but I just got 12 hours yeah 12 hours and then you know Phil had he Phil had rocked up at home with bloody bags of ice and sitting in a <coughs> bath for the next two days. <laughs> I couldn't walk for such a long time. So I did. Uh, I did run from the Southport, uh, Southport to uh, to Sunshine Coast. I didn't get to where I wanted to get uh, in um, in Maroochee all there, but I made it to um, near the Steve Irwin Croc Farm there. Yeah, it was it was definitely a bloody tough run you know I, I i tried my best to train for it yep. um, but i didn't know what i was you had no for. coach training or anything you just got nah, nah. like i was running with you know some good man you know sammy weir and sam was taking me on some big runs and but that was pretty much it you know it was just yeah no no running coach or anything like that just just go and do it i thought you know i've, I've been in the boxing ring before i've been you know surely it can't be that bad but i, I put bloody uh, distance running up there with some of the, <laughs> some of the hardest things you could do 
And ha- what did that have to do with the kids? Like how did yeah, so how, I was, how did that help um, the kids? I, so I wanted to, um, I guess, those kids are always out of their comfort zones. Yeah. You know, as soon as they go in that hospital, they, they're out of their comfort zone. And so I wanted to put myself in a position where I was also completely out of, you know, out of my comfort zone, further away from a comfort zone that I've been in before. And so it was just, you know, to do a challenge, um, you know, support a challenge, do a challenge. So I like to put myself in, you know, strange uh, situations where I'm, you know, really uncomfortable. And that's the only way I know how to help, you know. I mean, I oh, far out. I'd love to say I could cure bloody cancer, and but, you know, that's, that's mm. ludicrous. I can't, you know, change the world or anything like that. But doing, like, smaller things like raising money and making sure this program's, you know, you know, going for years to come and that's always been my you know first and foremost i just want to run and, and raise money for these kids so that's over the last five years that's that's what i've been doing you know uh, i run a year you know um i've done you know 100k on the treadmill i've done you know ran for 30 hour, 30 hours straight 40 hours straight i've run backwards you know this year i'll i'll, I'll do the 500 uh, kilometers for them and but yeah i just you know these kids, they're, they're going through some really tough stuff, you know, and it's my story is only minute to compare to what these kids are going through, you know. These, these kids are doing the hard yards. And when I go and I've visited, you know, some of these kids, I've become so friendly with them. You know, I've, I've spoken about Max just before. I do the Bridge to Brisbane 10K with Max each year. Uh, the first year, Max did the Bridge to Brisbane. He was undergoing chemotherapy and he just ran it like a fucking champion. Like, he just... He just ran it, and you get it. You're getting all these people, you know, we're running past, and they're like whinging, going, "Oh, this bloody hill, you know, oh, this this hill hurts." And I was like, "Mate, this this kid, you know, he's," and he just smiles, and he just, you know, he's pushing me. He's like, "Come on, you know, keep up." And uh, he's such a great kid, and um, yeah, I've, you know what, there's people in this world that you that you meet, and you're one of these people. They just have such a massive impact. On you, you know, Max. Some of my runs that I've done, Max has turned up at you know three o'clock in the morning just to just run with me. <laughs> and, you know, in the rain. You know, his dad would bring him down, and yeah, you know, he'd be running right beside me. You know, you know, for the backwards one, he's like, "Oh, I'll run backwards for a little bit." And mate, you are something else. You know, and the, there's a video of me running backwards, and, and you can hear Max going, "Oh, Kieran's such an inspiration," and I, I, I can't take. I'm not taking that. I, you know, from you, I'm not taking. Yeah, this is. Just, I don't know what to say. You know, and I was like, not even, mate. You know, I, I struggle with people saying that to me on the best of time. I, I, I really hate people saying, "Oh, you're an inspiration," and all that. One, I don't know how to take it. Two, I just don't. I don't feel like that. I just, you know, you know, you hear someone say, "Oh, you do you." I'm just doing me. You know, that's that's me. You know, I've been real lucky. I'm I'm grateful for everything. You know, everything I've been through. I, I don't, I don't regret anything. I wouldn't say, oh, you know, I wish I had a different childhood. Not a, not a chance, not a chance. I probably, I wouldn't know you, you know. I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. I wouldn't be, you know, talking to people and sharing my story. I wouldn't be able to encourage people to do, you know, get out there and get running. And you know, through what I've been through, I've I've been able to meet some amazing people, and that means more to me than you know more than anything you know a lot of people i guess have never understood why i'm so passionate and you know i am passionate you know I'll, first well, day, i love being around you, 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 you <laughs> first day i met you i gave you a hug you know yeah. like i didn't know you from bar of soap but yeah. the people that give me their time and show me the support you know support is something i just i thrive off because i didn't have it you know growing up and i'm really appreciative of those who who do 
give me that time, you know. And you're doing some really cool stuff with ASICs now in that area, like they've got behind you to spread that message. Yeah, yeah. So part of a sound mind, sound body yeah. uh, team. I, I couldn't speak highly enough of these guys. They're just, they're doing, they put a team together to do exactly what I've been doing, you know, try and encourage people to get out there and, you know, get uh, healthy and, you know, fit and, and to, you know, uh, you know, help people with their you know, mental health, and it's so good to hear like running brands, and and I mean they're an active, they're, they're a giant, mm. but it's so good to hear that brands are actually supporting people who you know they could have gone out and got a an Australian team runner or something, you know, and put on yeah. their books easy enough they could get whoever they want really. Yeah, to get someone like you who has more of a message than put my shoes on, they're the best running shoes. You, you you're sharing you're sharing like this story of life that. And I guess it's got a lot to do with the ethos of the ASICs brand itself, you know, and where they're going. I know from our point of view, you are everything we want in, and I hate the word ambassador and influencer, and I hate those words. Gets thrown because, around a lot. You know, it's, we're a family here. It's about our family, and you, you really are a shining example. And look, we try to do whatever we can with you. And But what, what I want to talk about ASICs, like what they're doing with you is is special so just going back to that though like from day dot you know you have you've always said you know body science it's a family and i felt that first day i walked in i i was um <laughs> I was thinking about the other day because I remember you saying, I was like, how did you actually come on board with this? And I remember them saying, there's a boxer downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was with um, It was when uh, um, Macca and Mark and Richie were filming the, yeah, the crew too. Yeah, it was the boys. I, was, I came here to help them because um, I'd gone on tour with Macca doing the Queensland, uh, the tour with them filming. And, but yeah, we'd come here and I was like, hey, I'm here. Okay, I'm part of your team now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, cool. So since then, yeah. Just, but yeah, so it, it's really great to be aligned with you know with body science and, and obviously assets you know it's big for a company to help raise awareness for mental health and you know a lot of companies you know just don't do it you know yep. yeah so when i first heard about sound mind sound body crew you know I, that's that's me I, that, I i want to be part of that team you know i was you know i was doing everything they were they were preaching already you know so but yeah it's it's a great team to be with and you know i am just you know, i'm just thankful you know, super grateful. I'm lucky. I can't believe you tell people you're lucky. I'm lucky. You're a legend. I'll give you that. You're, you've done a lot for a lot of good people, mate. And what you do for those kids at Juice TV, we probably skimmed over that a little quicker than I would have liked to talk about because I've seen pictures of you in clown suits. I've <laughs> I've heard you on the radio there. That They run a really cool internal program there. Yeah, they do. The kids. So. Yep. And they've had some big celebrities there, you know, yeah. Chris Hemsworth and Johnny Depp and incredible, you know. Chris Hemsworth, I just wanted, you know, he, um, he, was, he, he went there um, – you know, obviously with his management and whatnot, and he couldn't get around to all all the kids. So the next day, you know, in his own time, just came up again, snicked through the back door. Wow! In there, spent the whole day. You know, so yeah, there are some really genuine, incredible people that you know have some, you know, have a big heart. So you know, I'm just. You know, I, I don't like to think of myself as anything just doing me, but I don't know. I'm just, I've been put in a really good position to be able to help people. And, and it's good to see that someone like Chris Hansworth, who, you know, has a busy schedule, can just, you know, donate some time and to do that. So, yeah, it's cool. Mate, what is it about helping others that drives people? You know, I, um, I have a mate down, I met down the boxing gym. He's, uh, he's a really good mate of mine. I'll give him, you know, Leon. He, um, I, I, I didn't even I hadn't even met Leon properly, you know. I just said g'day to him in the gym, and I just uh, I, I could just sense something, you know. I, I feel like I could sense when someone's going through a bit of shit, and I just I was like, hey, tap on, are you okay? You know what? He wasn't. He wasn't okay. He was in a really 
bad place. And like he like he says to me now, you, uh, I got to thank you. You know, you, you 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 could pick that I was in a bad way, and you know because of you, I'm now in an amazing place. So I don't know. I just uh, mate, do you want me? stepping on that a little bit like it's we all see it around us and it's a very hard thing you'll ask are you okay and Mm -hmm. it's the next step that really matters after that as well like what did you do what did you do to change leon you said yeah yeah Yeah, to to change leon's just asking just asking if he's okay that's all it was it was a simple question you know i um uh was last year i came here you know, I was in a I was in a pretty bad way when I came here last year. A lot of things going on, and exactly what you did, you asked, "Are you okay?" And I wasn't. And what happened? I, you know, I started tearing up. And I wasn't okay. And from that day onwards, I, you know, I realized that I needed to check in with myself, and which is so important. So it's just a question. That's all it is. You don't have to go out and, you know, um, do anything extravagant to to help someone. You just have to be there for them. You know, just just asking a simple question and literally change someone's life. And I know we had a big chat that day and there was a lot of tears both sides. But when you left, I sat there and thought, fuck, what could I have done? What, what more could I do? And like it was, it's that, to me, it's like it, it was a hard place for me that day with you. It was a little tear in my eye now, sorry. But it's because I never had that. I've never had like when you unloaded that day what you wanted to unload or needed to. Like I think you needed to more than anything which you now talk about regularly. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations on that. It's just I really wish I knew what to do next. You did and I know it. you're shaking your head saying... No, you did it. And, yeah. it, and it's that... Um, it really is that simple. It just, you know, you did more You did more for me that day than, you know, anyone had ever done in a long time, you know. Mm. Um, sure about that, but... No, you know, it's... it. it I, I say it's simple because it is. It's, it's that simple, you know. Fair bit of power and a good man hug. Yeah. There was a big man a good, hug that it day. It yeah. was a good man hug. I think it was for about an hour. I think we stood there. And like, <laughs> downstairs. I think we were just hugging it out. But, um, you know, I um, it was great because I, I had never, I'd never shared my story. It was always I felt really embarrassed, I guess. I, I don't know why I felt embarrassed. I could never, I could never speak to people about it, you know. I didn't know how to speak about like speak about it. Uh, I didn't even know where to start, you know. And sometimes people don't want to go that deep, you know. And that's why I don't, you know, when people ask me, you know, why, why do you run, you know, I keep it really short. Because mm. one, no one wants to sit there at a party at a, you know, good barbecue and go, oh, this happened when I was a kid. And right, right, well, don't talk to that guy again. Um, so it wasn't until um, two really good friends of mine, uh, Tegan and Liv, they, they uh, started this, this beautiful workshop for, for young girls and uh, age 13 to, to 17. And they're like, hey, do you want to come and, you know, be a part of it and share your story? And, and I thought, well, hey, if I'm going to, if I'm really going to help people and, and I really want to help people, I need to come out and talk about my story. So are these normal 13 to 7-year-old girls or a special group? No, no, no. no. Just 30 yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So we had a workshop here on the Gold Coast and, and that was the first proper day that I'd actually shared my story. And um, Wow, that's a tough crowd to pick too. Yeah, the age. Yeah. You know, like it was – but, you know, a, a lot of young girls, they're, they're, they're quite mature, you know. Yeah. And it was, good, it was a good crowd, you know. And over time we've done a handful of events. You know, we've gone down, you know, Melbourne, Sydney and Albury and – Adelaide, you know, we've we've done a few events now, and so now you know there's like an 18 and overs, which is which is great. So, man, how do young girls get in contact with this? Um, obviously, this is a forward-thinking. Yeah, so um, girlswhoglow.com, yeah, .com.au, and girlswhoglow.com.au. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can keep an eye on when the next 
uh, workshops are. And it's great, you know, I've been the only guy really to be a main speaker of theirs. I think it's important for, you know, some young girls to have like a, a male role, like in the room and not all men are bad. <laughs> Hopefully it's only a small percentage. Yeah, yeah. And getting smaller. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, some of these girls, they're absolutely incredible, you know, and yeah, love love to help them as much as we can. Um, and what do you I've, talk about in those? What are you talking about <clears throat> your journey on 13 to 7 year old girls? What are you covering? More school, you know, dealing with what I went through and, and going to school. School was probably the hardest for me. Teachers, you know, um, I had some badass teachers that were just hard you know and if only they had known what I was dealing with at home maybe they wouldn't have been so bad but it's you know it's not their job to be you know no psychiatrists or anything like that their job is to teach yeah yeah so you know that's something you know I respected I I never went to a teacher so hey I'm dealing with this at home you know maybe if I did and you know it would have been slightly different at school, but are schools equipped for that now? Has, has anything changed? Oh yeah, some some great programs, you know, yeah. for school. Like um, Living does a lot, you know, in schools now, which is fantastic, you know. Yeah, but yeah a lot of schools are on board with it. Um, it's probably become such a high topic more so these last few years than than ever. I don't know about you, but I. I don't think it was around when I was growing up. You no, know. it wasn't at my school. No, it wasn't really a thing you'd speak I'm about. I'm 50, mate. You didn't even talk about it back when I was a kid. Well, that's right. You know, like yeah. just, no programs were around. Mm. So there are a lot of schools that are they're doing great things and, and making it aware. And so they should because, you know, the generation now is, you know, it's a tough generation these days. Social media and you know, we were chatting before about social media being a big cause of, you know, a lot of anxiety and depression and all that. And it really is. Mm. As simple as you know, some little technology can be have so much power on someone, you know. But, yeah, but yeah, there are a lot of schools that are doing a lot of great things. It was just hard because I was... Mate, if a school does want to chat with you, how do they contact you? Oh, look, send me an email. Do you want to tell us run, what it is? Yeah, run at kiranddouglas.com.au. K-I-E-R-O-N. K-I-E-R-U-N. See, I can't even spell it. I've known you for years. See? Oh, look, no, my... my uh, I actually did. My, my I actual name is K-I-E-R-O-N, but I had a bit of a, you know... Play with words and... Oh, run. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I just caught up then. Wow. <laughs> Hang on. I'm come back to the seat and sit down. Taxi. <laughs> so do you want to actually spell that out again? Because I think that's a powerful thing if people want to contact you. Yep. So run, R-U-N, at Kiran, K-I-E-R-U-N, Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S, dot com, dot A-U. Send me an email. I'd, I'd love to you know, talk to as many kids as possible, you know. Yeah, so I've got a lot of stories, probably a lot that I didn't touch on today, but, you know. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's not about, as I said, it's not about changing the world or anything like that. It's just, you know, if you can, you know, help some, just one person, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, that's a success, you know. You don't have to help a thousand people. You know, a lot of people are probably going to, you know, not pay attention or, you know, so, but, you know, you just aim to hope to encourage someone to better their life, you know, whether it's, you know, getting out there and getting a little bit active or, you know, go for a run. I, I just don't think people uh, are aware of what they're capable of unless they're put into a situation where they're emotionally, you know what I mean? Like they're, they've gotten to a stage where, oh, crap, I'm tired. You know, go for a run, run as far as you can, right, and then run home, you know. Within that distance, you, you, you're going to find out a good yeah, you know, a, a lot yourself. about yourself. Yeah, yeah, a lot. You know, whether it be good or bad. You know, you're gonna fight some demons. You, you've always got something in the back of your head going, "Oh, you're not good enough for this. Pull out. Stop, bloody, stop running." You know, what are you doing? You're not gonna finish this. And I get it all the time. You know, I get it all the time from in a big run. Like when I did the 320 in the Rang State Forest last year, man, I got to uh, 
what was I? I was like 220 k's into run or whatever I was in. I <laughs> I come into a checkpoint and I thought, oh, you know, have a beer because I feel great having a beer during a big run. 220 k's in, oh, you're for 220 beer. 220 k's in. It wasn't a good idea half hour later no. when I was a little bit slurry. And then, you know, I was this bloody. You're you not know. a big drinker anyway, are you? Oh, I'm not a big drinker anyway. No, no I, I won't touch it. But uh, I do like a beer. It must be the carbs and the beer, maybe. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and I got, yeah got to uh, I don't know got to midnight or whatever it was, and I was coming back um, before a little rest. And I was like, fuck, I'm done. You know, I'd bloody stab my foot with a pole and I'd rolled my ankle and uh, it was already sore because I'd heard it, you know, a couple of weeks before that. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm getting back. That's it. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm not going to I'm not gonna get back up. That's it. I'm, I'm pulling out. Yeah, I just need a little, little kip. <laughs> just need a little, little five-minute kip and I was, you know, I was right, you know, have a burger, get back out there. Wow. So, mate, let's um, let's talk a little bit about you because I think, look, people, if you can share your message with people and change lives, and this is a platform to help start that, I'm all for it. You run for absurd distances. You're really about sick kids. You're motivating others with your public speaking. Asics is helping you do that. Hope, hopefully, we are as well. You're actually a Commonwealth Games baton bearer as well. Yeah. How'd you get that gig? Just through, I guess, doing things. I uh, just doing things for the hospital for the yeah. kids and the hospital. Yeah, yeah, they really wanted those sorts of people getting involved with the baton. Mm-hmm. Um, those sorts of people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just wanted... What was that like? That was cool, hey? Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I um, I thought, oh, I'm just going to walk it because I really wanted to soak it in. And we uh, we got put behind schedule. So we're like, you have to hurry up. You're going to have to run. God, I don't want to run. I want to walk, you know. Like, <laughs> I want to high five yeah, every person yeah. I can. And uh, oh, God, I can't remember her name. Courtney. Uh, no. It wasn't Courtney at all. Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> Deb Atkinson. Yeah, she's changed my life. I um I knew a little bit about her. Um, I knew she was an Olympic weightlifter, and I actually received the baton from her, which is which is amazing. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was a strange feeling, you know, like hometown, uh, Cleveland, you know, thousands of people. I uh, yeah, it went really quick. I'm running down the street, and you know, I had my friends and family there, and I really just wanted to go hang with them and <laughs> <laughs> hold the button. It was really cool, actually, because um, my the police let my son run on just on the side of the road. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So someone snapped a photo of Phoenix. He's he's running. Oh, he's a nutcase runner. Yeah, he's he's seven. Yeah, he was running along You've the side of the road. More than one nutcase running your family too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sierra's bloody. Yeah, she's killing it. Oh man, yeah. she's, she's she's such a great little runner, you know. You know, it's really hard. You know, I'm, I try and encourage kids and people. It's so hard to encourage your kids to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sierra, oh, man, she's a great little distance runner. Hey, like great, not a great sprinter. She's quick, mm. but she did a right sports carnival yesterday. But but yeah, she's she's better at distance. Um, but just trying to get her to see that is is such a challenge. But Phoenix, he just you know he oh mate, <laughs> it's like you, he um. It's funny, you know, they they threw him in. Um, he's he wasn't even seven yet, and they threw him in the under eights, and he, he just took it on the chin, just like boom, 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 just just racing. He loves it. He loves the competitiveness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, see what happens in the future. But might have been nineteen second, nine nine second hundred meter. Who knows? Wow. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, so look, I'm going to wrap that up now. You are one of the, the the best people I've ever met on 
the earth. Like I, I say that all the time. People laugh when I say it, but you are. You truly do so much for others. And I don't think anyone could get in a line long enough to think what you do, what you do for the kids, what you're doing for young females. You're just empowering people everywhere. And, you know, like I couldn't get you on here quick enough, to be honest. And I know it took a while to get your head around to- telling your story on a platform that's recorded but mate I, I can't thank you enough if you want to check out kieran with an o not a u it's k-i-e-r-o-n underscore douglas d-a-u-g-l-a-s-s and that's insty you'll see a lot of running photos up there if you're wondering what's going to be up there so <laughs> stay tuned and mate you'll be part of our family forever we've got some new garments coming out you'll like soon i'll you run beauty. you past those after this and yeah thanks for what you do for people nah thank you legend look on a serious note if you or anyone you know needs help please contact headspace lifeline kids helpline or beyond blue they're all great organizations and they're for you today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in fit happy and healthy asn nutrition warehouse dy discount vitamins fat burners only evelyn fay mr supplement or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers